Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 208 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Is it already 208, really? Mm-hmm. It seems like we just had 200. We're just just rolling along. Going through Two months later, man. It happens. Yeah. Brent, you need to circle your... We need to find your point of no return where you've been here longer than you weren't <laughs> so we can celebrate. And that's going to be a big day. I think that's important. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, just ignore the two voices you heard. I haven't presented them yet. They'll butt in, I'm, I'm sure, in the news. Uh, Richard loves sales figures. Sony and T- Nintendo. What does this mean? Uh, in short, Brant wanted us to read all the NPD figures since before he was on the show. <laughs> We're going to do so. <laughs> I'm so, literally walking out the room. I keep yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing NPD ever again either. I hate it. Hey, it was a it was a thing for a while though. It was uh I think it was important stuff to capture, I believe. It made for content. We we learned what we learned what good content is and what's not good content. Some people starts, like hearing that. When it starts, I'm gonna mute you and then I'm just gonna just go back in my head and then mute block unfollow. I'm literally <laughs> gonna mute you. As you're part of the <laughs> as you're part of the show. No, this is just for Sony and Nintendo. They hit some big sales milestones and these are these are always fun in historical context. We're not doing monthly MPD. <laughs> And, and these these articles that I got are are straight to the point. There's no no fluff. There's not a bunch yeah. to go over. Absolutely. It doesn't take a while to get there. Oh, I am sampling on this episode of uh, aspartame and aluminum. I did dip into my second case of hard Mountain Dews. This is the regular flavored one. It is sinful that they're not here yet. They're quite good. Uh, next up in news, the problem with DRM? Question mark. What is the problem? Uh, oh, so that's why we don't have Mother 3. That'll be a good one. Did anybody else get Reggie's book? I know this is the context behind it. No, I did I buy it. I haven't got it yet. I bought it. Amazon dropped the price like $2 before I got it. <laughs> I I chatted them like, can you give me the credit Fruit? back? No, we can't do that. Uh, the item's already shipped. I'm like, I don't even have it. Could I cancel and rebuy at the cheaper price and then return the other one? And I got back. Sure. I'm like, what kind of customer service is this? Sure. Uh, anyways, uh, major new titles coming for Capcom. Uh, find out later in the show what those major new titles are. We have those here for you first. Uh, no podcast, first look. And last but not least, your Nintendo Indie World Showcase that was today. I am one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up, sir? And lore master Cesar Concepcion the second. Good afternoon. Welcome, Welcome news master and lore master. As long as I'm not the page master. Oh, there we go. We've brought up page master on the <laughs> show before. <laughs> All right. Any other any other masters in there that that work? It doesn't uh, go in front of a debater. What is that? Master, master <laughs> debater. Oh, if someone is good at debates, they would be considered a master debater. Yep. Go with that. Uh, I don't know. Masters of the universe. Uh, master think. system. That's specific yeah. for our master uh, system. Our audience. Even though master debaters may also be <laughs> specific. <laughs> Self love for everybody. <laughs> May is mental health awareness month. Yeah, if that is part of your mental health. Master the debations. Go to town. <laughs> was there an Adam Sandler movie where he had a the butler was named 
or the family was Bates, and it, the butler referred to them as Master Bates. Mm-hmm. Or is that a bit from something else? I thought it was Adam Sandler. Might be, might be Billy Madison or something like that. Yeah. Master Bates. Is that the episode title without the <laughs> T-U-R in the title? <laughs> Master Bates. Uh, next, uh, well, I guess we'll do the, we'll start the news. It's not next up. I tried to segue into the next news bit. Richard loves sales figures. Not just that, Brent. I love figures of all kinds. Uh, here we go. Uh, this comes from Komatsu. PlayStation 5 shipments top 19.3 million. Um, resellers claim 19.2 million. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not part of the, that's not part of the news bit. No, Cesar's tuned out. Uh, PS4 tops 117.2 million. That must be an an odd a, a nod to uh, famous PS4 or PlayStation property Halo and 117. Uh, Two million PS5 shipped in the three months that ended March 31st. Uh, was that above there? PS5 shipments were down 1.3 million mm. from 3.3 million shipped. During the same period the previous fiscal year, while PlayStation 4 shipments were down 0.9 million from the 1 million shipped. Somebody was pointing out uh, GameCube sold 22 million units, I think it was. <laughs> and it, and they were saying, so they were saying PlayStation 5 has been snatched up by everyone. It's not like you can find it. Yeah. The GameCube was available for years and people could just walk in and get a GameCube and it only hit the 22. It only hit the 22 million. But I remember some holidays where the GameCube was in high demand as a either secondary or third choice. Yeah. Very few people were like, except for the Mario Kart bundle. And there was one other one I think they did, uh, the Mario Party bundle, that people were like, I want a GameCube. And they were they were there specifically for that. And Resident Evil. I was there when Resident Evil 4 launched, and people were getting GameCubes for Resident Evil 4. Imagine getting a brand new GameCube for 100 bucks. That's not mean, bad, right? You mean that Resident Evil game that was never going to come to any other platform except or for GameCube? People, people chopped their arms off? Was it arms, fingers, heads? Yeah. It was some sort of appendage. Uh, Sony expects to ship 18 million PS5 units in the fiscal year that started on April 1st and ends on March 31st. The company describes this as a number based on our current visibility into parts procurement. So they have a an outlook of some sort on, on getting these chipsets and everything else has been a shortage. And they have decided that that is a, an obtainable goal. Uh, a couple more additional statistics. There are 47.4 million PlayStation Plus subscribers, which is down 0.2 million, which is not any sort of drastic. I don't think any sort of drastic numbers. And that should go up. Are we expecting that number to go up with these new subscription say, plans? You got to keep in mind that they like we're in this odd phase in between things, and they're blocking people from re-upping their subscription and right all that. So until the new subscription starts the thirteenth of next month. So and those decisions were a net loss of point two million, which is not drastic. And you have Netflix losing multiple millions of subscribers. Oh yeah. Uh, PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 software combined sold 70.5 million units in the fourth quarter, which is up 9.1 million units. Blah, 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 blah. 71% of software sales were full game software digital downloads compared to 79% the previous year. Physical media making a comeback. Well, people are able to go to stores more readily. Yeah. I think that's a reflection of retail bouncing back as well. Uh, we have your Switch. 
sales, Switch worldwide sales topped 107.65 million. Um, I think the last time we talked about this, they had just passed the Wii, which I thought the yeah. Wii numbers were borderline unobtainable for Nintendo after after the Wii, right? It was hard to imagine something capturing the the market share and mindset of consumers and all that like the Wii did. Here's the Switch plugging away. On a side note, before we dive into this, is that an official price drop? I see it's two sixty nine everywhere. Is that an official thirty dollar dip? Mm, I don't know. Or is that I just a temporary so. thing? It's last time we got a price drop on any console. When is when the is last it? time anything was advertised like that? Outside of a PlayStation Four summer sale, when they used to be back in the day. Yeah. Or when I got my Black Friday special and returned Red Dead and got mine for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo Switch has sold, this also comes from Sour Mono and Gamatsu, Nintendo Switch has sold 107.65 million units worldwide as of March 31st. So that's what, 2022, that's six years on the market, 107.65? Has it been six years? It was 2017. It's been five years. Yes. A uh, total of 4.11 million Switch hardware and 55.77 million software were sold during the three months ended March 31st. Uh, 45 million of the 55 million were Mario Kart. <laughs> I, I joke, but Mario Kart continues <laughs> to sell incredibly well. Yeah. I don't know what the how is this attach rate still even going on. Um, your 10 best-selling first-party Switch titles. I don't think there's any new ones in there. There's no surprises. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are in there at just under 15 million. And you have additional sales numbers for <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is at 12.64 million. What else is new on there? Kirby and the Forgotten Land, 2.65 million. Kirby's almost caught up with Metroid Dread. Yeah, Metroid Dread, probably the best selling Metroid game now. Yeah. Yeah, because the Prime. I think the first Prime game had a million or two million, and it was a very high adoption rate for that first Prime game. Uh, Clubhouse Games. Clubhouse Games is at 4.22 million copies. It's well above Metroid and Kirby and the Forgotten Land, as as ballyhooed as these first-party titles are and critically revered and all that stuff. You got Clubhouse Games silently selling all these copies. There's Garage um, Builder at the bottom, too, with 1.6 or 1.06. That's not bad as their $30 experimental title. Yeah. Uh, they fucked around and made a good Mario Party. That's at 6.88 million <laughs> copies. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the goal, right? Fuck around and make a good Mario yep. Party. That's time. Luigi's Mansion 3, 11.43 million. I think it's safe to say we'll get another Luigi's Mansion at some point. Um, but console sales are healthy. All right, know, there's, somebody... there's been a lot of talk though lately, um, with the chip shortage, everybody's, you know, just kind of sweating how that's going to go. And I, I know there was a recent interview with one of the people from Nintendo and they, they said they really don't anticipate that chip shortage going away anytime soon. It's, it's a big problem for, for all the console makers. So, and Sony's forecast kind of built in, you know, expecting a, a certain percentage of missed or 
you know, they had an outlook for PS5, what they were going to be able to get a hold of part-wise. So they're working the best they have, right? The best they can. Yeah. Do y'all know anybody still hunting a PS5? Is there anybody still looking, looking actively? Not that I know personally. There's got to still be people out there, though. Right. I got my neighbor one, and I alluded to this a couple weeks ago, and I never actually told the story. He he and I talked. He actually came over here and hung out with us. Um, it's been about two months ago, it feels like, and he mentioned wanting one. So I was like, I follow the right accounts. I kind of keep up with this. I'm going to get this guy one. I'm going to be able to find one. And uh, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, they pop up on Amazon, which is he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to buy a bundle. He didn't have to get all this extra crap with it, that kind of stuff. So I see it on Amazon and I buy one and I shoot him the link like I'm trying to do it as fast as possible. And he messages me back like four hours later. Oh, shoot. I missed it. I just now got your message. He was doing something else. And I had told Cesar, I was like, I got one, man. I can't wait for him to, you know. Either tell me he got it, and then I'm, you know, I can be excited for him. That that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I send him a screen capture. I was like, "Well, you missed out, but guess what?" So he sends back, uh, "Congratulations, that's that's cool. I'm glad you got it." And I'm like, "You've seen mine, <laughs> but he's being he's being super nice." Yeah. I'm like, "This is yours. It's yours if you want it." And uh, he's like, "Really? You don't want it?" And I was like, "No, nah, I got one. You know, this is yours. I told you I'd help you find one." Uh, you could borrow any of the games I have when it comes in. Um, he's got a PS4, but mm-hmm. anything else you want to play on PS5, you know, if, if you just want to get the system now, you can you can borrow any of that stuff and play it. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. He's super excited. And uh, we ended up being out of town. So I get the tracking number for it while we're out of town. I send him the tracking number, and he's, he's keeping up with it in, in the chat with me and stuff like that. And then I see him come get it when it's delivered and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yes, this is – I did it. I, I did it. <laughs> And so we meet him outside uh, after we'd been back a little bit. He's got it. He he didn't hook it up yet. He, he said he was just kind of – he was busy. He said he was just going to hold on to it. So I meet him outside right after that. He goes, Richard, you kind of got me in some hot water on the PS5. And I'm like, how? <laughs> you know, I know it's a $500 expenditure, but anything other than that, what you know, what happened? He said, my wife never does online shopping. She doesn't do, she doesn't get out to store. She doesn't keep up with this kind of stuff. She knew I wanted one. Oh. So she enlisted my daughter <clears throat> to find me one and hold it for my birthday. And she got one three months ago. And they've been just, they've been keeping this secret and holding on to it to surprise me for my birthday. I'm like, no, how does this happen? <laughs> Oh, next yeah, so next time you always got to check with the significant oh. other. Always got to check. It, but it's it. It's almost like the, you know the gaming world is is his world, and he knew yeah. that he knew that it was going to be up to him to get one. He never thought that was. It was the ultimate surprise that they would go out. You know they would think outside the box and be able yeah. to get one. He's like, it's okay, it's okay. He said, my daughter is in, she's doing boot camp somewhere. So when she graduates from her boot camp, he's going to send her, he'll get the one that was gifted to him. I think his birthday's next month, like not even this month. I think he still has to wait, (laughs) but uh, he's going to send the one he got from me for her to her. So he dug himself out of the hot water and I just, man, I, I went down to that road I felt like a million bucks ready to talk to him about his PS5. And then I'm just, I'm like slowly dipping away. Like, no, how did this happen? 
but it, it all it all works out in the end. So I'm excited for him to hook it up. I've loaned. I think I talked to you about it last time. I loaned Elden Ring to a coworker and it didn't it didn't click with him. So he wanted to borrow Ratchet and Clank and he beat Ratchet and Clank and I got it back from him today. And he he said he loved every minute of it. A plus was his review. Yeah, that's a good ass game. Yep. He said uh, great story, great music, gorgeous graphics. He said it's the best graphics he's seen in a video game. And I'm I think I'm right there with him on that one. And he said it was just challenging enough. And I kind of felt the same way. Like there was a couple of things I failed and it was just like, OK, whatever. I'll just reboot and, and keep going. So. That's my side PS5 story there. All right, someone tell me about Xbox's online DRM under fire as some users left unable to play games for fourth day, according to Video Games Chronicle. <laughs> it's very specific, but I yeah. heard this didn't affect me, but I heard a, a pretty large outcry about this outage. Yeah, so I know um, it was over this weekend. They note on this article that it was May 6th that they were starting to have a bunch of outages with um, their uh, services. And a bunch of people were unable to play games that they've uh, purchased. Um, and of course, no cloud sessions as far as that. And and like Game Pass and, and xCloud and stuff, stuff goes down. You go, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. But if you've got, you know, physical media or you know games that you've purchased and download you expect to still be able to play them right but unfortunately that is not the case um with uh xbox um they do note that just a few days later or not even a few days it was uh, it wasn't too long after they had actually uh claimed they'd resolved the issue uh and then shortly after that they realized they had another outage so it was just it was one of those things i don't i didn't experience anything i know we didn't um i know halo saturday night a few people had some issues and had updates and things but yeah i don't think we really had an issue out of it it seemed like that window fell within my non xbox playing yeah hours Cesar, didn't you say someone was maybe it was Renee? His didn't automatically update or something. No, he he's. I think he was waiting for Halo um, Infinite update. That's why he couldn't join us. Was 15 gigs. Remember that initial season two update? Okay, that was just a regular update for him. Yeah, because he remember he didn't join us the previous week, so I don't think he ever updated it. I got you. That's my theory, at least. Right. Uh, but there was, you know, people would. People would load a game that they owned, owned, not Game Pass, not some sort of games with gold, something they had purchased and they were unable to. That DRM was unable to authenticate. So it was a we've talked before about this, the C bomb mm -hmm. uh, battery of like the PS3 and PS4 and some of the issues that would would arise from not being able to authenticate with those servers. And this was a kind of a good live example of that happening. To mm -hmm. a current gen console, not some legacy. You know, everybody's moved on from this. We don't care if your Chrono Cross says it expired in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a niche case. This was a a major platform holder where that DRM check stopped people from being able to play the games they wanted to play currently that are currently being supported, updated, patched, DLC, that sort of thing, live service, all those sorts of deals. So, and I know uh, I brought it up before but it seems like a lot of people 
after this outage just kind of figured out and started saying, hey, this was kind of what Xbox was being reamed for. What was it back in 2013 with the Xbox one and the Don Matrick things? Yeah. Yeah. Why he's no longer with Xbox. And we were, <laughs> you know, we got new leadership and they said, don't worry, you're going to be able to play your games. You know, we're, we're not doing that always online thing. And then now we're kind of back to it. Oh, Brent, um, you couldn't play your Xbox games. Uh, we have a product for you. It's called Xbox 360. Oh, that was such a that was such a bitch was quote. A, there yeah. was, there, there was such a oh, that was an asshole move. I think that was that, that was the was writing the on the wall for yeah, him. Yeah, that was the yeah. nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, you know they do note um that lately you know D, uh, Xbox Online's DRM policy uh, has been critically. Uh, heavily criticized uh and then they have a twitter account uh that is does it play that they test um commercial releases to see if they work entirely internet free i follow them i've been following this account for a good while they're the the presentation is not the greatest polished yeah yeah it's gonna kind of hit and miss as far as understanding what the tweet is saying, but mm-hmm. the content is the content is usually pretty good. They'll they'll tell you, here's the PS5 game or here's the Xbox game. Is the full game on the disc? Do you need to update that sort of thing? It's it's a gotcha. good follow, especially for our listeners. I would recommend. But they did note that the majority of Xbox games require online checks before you can even boot the game. Um, they also have another quote from them saying that. Uh, they do. They absolutely do not have them on PlayStation or Switch. Uh, trust uh, Trust us. We've tested them. Yeah. Um, I know what on the Switch. The um, that uh, Switch Online. What it has, it has like a thirty day check or something mm-hmm. like that. And as long okay. as you check within a you know a thirty day period, you're you're fine. You can play all those classic titles offline. On your primary console, because mm-hmm. I've run into issues with the non-primary one. Gotcha. So, but yeah, I've uh, I've never run into any kind of issue like that on any of my PlayStation consoles. So this this account combined with our conversations and our push for it's so funny how these how these companies there's no perfect company right they're all yeah. they all have their advantages and disadvantages where they have done these it's almost like a I don't know what the term is. There's just there's hits and misses with all three of them where they really hit and they really miss. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft has leaned heavy into their old school stuff. You can pop in Time Splitters. You can pop in Panzer Dragoon Orta. You can pop in Halo 3, even though they have Halo 3 in Master Chief Collection. You can play that Xbox 360 native one upscaled and HDR, and it has its own advantages versus the Master Chief Collection. And then you have the DRM issues like this that pop up. Yeah. But it has steered, like I was saying, with us having these conversations on this podcast and and stories that have come up, I own, I think, zero Xbox Series X games. I don't own any physical games for that Mm -hmm. console. I have Xbox stuff. I have 360 stuff. I have Xbox One games that I will pop in there. But if I am buying a physical copy of a game because of, you know, this is a little bit separate of an issue it's not quite the drm thing but it's like what's on the disc i'm getting ps5 physical copies i'm getting switch Mm. physical copies over (laughs) yeah 
So you have none. Zero. E- you have none either, right? Mm. Got a handful. Like Series X or just Xbox? No, Series X. Like this generation versus PS5 versus Switch, that sort of thing. The only one I have is the the Halo Infinite. You know, Brent, 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 I, Brent, Brent, Brent brings up the it. worst example. I regret it. I also bought the Halo Infinite, but I bought it when it was five dollars. I got the Steel Book. I have the Steel Book only. I don't have a physical. <laughs> I don't have a physical copy. I just have a case. <laughs> so I, got, I got two Steel Books and then two Steel Books uh, because that's what Best Buy sent me, and then a sealed copy of Halo Infinite. Right, face is. Yeah, with what version of, I mean, historically, maybe that becomes significant for some sort of key. It's not an actual build of the game on that disc, so. I'll never open it. It'll be forever. (sighs) And Switch is is better at having everything on there or having very small patches. Um, But you also pay that tax. You might pay $10 or $15 more for that Switch copy versus another console just because of that cartridge that they have to order or and you're also taking a major hit on performance. You're already getting a major hit on versus PS5 and Xbox Series consoles for sure, but it was already a downgrade from PS4 and Xbox in most capacities. Or you don't get the full game on the cart, you know? Yeah. What is that copy of Bioshock worth when... What's on that one, just Bioshock 1? I believe or, so. It's Bioshock 1 or Bioshock Infinite or something like that, but there's a lot of uh, did weird things. cartridge code Switch games. Uh, there's very few games that, like, what what was the latest thing I got? I think it was Final, uh, Final Fantasy X and X-2. I just went ahead and ordered the Asia, Asia yeah, version. Yeah, Right. Because yeah, Cesar taught me that. Yeah. Because they actually have the one cart version. Everything's on that cart. Yep. Everywhere else, the, the other releases is Final Fantasy X on, on the cart, and you get a code in the box for uh, X-2. Oh, boy. All right, we harped on this for a while. I think we made our point. Yeah, the re- the rest of the article is just a bunch of tweets talking about the DRM problem and everything. So, But yeah, DR- right. DRM is just, eh. It is what it is, you know. Uh, three days ago was Mother's Day, and we did not receive Mother 3 on Mother's Day because according to Reggie fils it did not make business sense. Uh, this comes from his book. No, he was in an interview promoting his book. <laughs> yes. With Isn't this the funny how this, all this stuff comes Jason out? Jason Trier, I think. Jason Trier and Bloomberg. Yes. Uh, former Nintendo president Reggie fils has said in a new interview that localizing Mother 3 just didn't make business sense. Speaking to Bloomberg, the executive who is currently doing a press tour to support his new book. The book is way thinner than I thought it was going to be, by the <laughs> way. It's not a very, It's not a very thick book. Uh, said that when Mother 3 was released in Japan in 2006 for the Game Boy Advance, Nintendo was already transitioning to the Nintendo DS, and thus it wouldn't have made business sense to spend money on an older platform. How many times has Nintendo screwed us on that? See, the Secret only, of Mana 2. The only thing that kind of makes it, like, doesn't make sense is Virtual Console. Why not release it on a virtual console? Right. Your next thing now supports the backwards compatibility part of the old thing. Yeah. And they they built that into every DS until what? The DSi, I think, was the first one to drop it? Mm, yes. But that was a big deal having that 
that GBA port into the DS. I still played a bunch of GBA games after DS came out, especially when the light was released, because they looked really oh, good yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Rather than that big gray brick. The clamshell thing? Yeah. Clam chowder. Star Fox <laughs> 2 was another casualty of that cross-generation thing. We're not going to release it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, while it's claimed Nintendo did attempt to bring the game to other platforms following fan demand, the game has yet to receive an official translation. During the interview, Bloomberg journalist Jason Schreier asked if the game was never brought overdue, never brought over due to risque subject material that Nintendo may have wanted to avoid. That is not at all the issue why Mother 3 in particular never made it to the West, Reggie claimed. It was all based on the business needs and the business situation at the time. I've read a couple other bits because, you know, when a when a book comes out, when this tell all industry person, you know, when a Jason Trier book or something like that comes out. The the media circuit will pick up bits of the stories and tell some interesting things like mm-hmm. there's a Nintendo life had a couple about Reggie and Awada's relationship that they pulled from the book and things like that. So there's some highlights that come out of the book without reading the whole thing. Um, One of the one of the overarching things that I've read about and especially there's been some work complaints at nintendo of america there's apparently a major hierarchy with um the contractors who work for that company and trying to become official nintendo of america Mm -hmm. employees uh we can't speak on that directly none of us are in their environment but there's been some reporting especially recently i think cat bailey of ign did a big expose on uh, the contractor work at Nintendo and working conditions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there is still like we kind of imagine it being an 80s, 90s thing between Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Japan. There's still very much a divide there. Uh, Nintendo of America still is still. And when you look at Reggie, Reggie's a marketing guru. He's a genius at that. You know, uh, my name is Reggie fils I'm about making games and kicking ass or something, you know, remember yeah. his, his first stage thing. He's a marketing guy. VH one. He brought VH one back up Uh mm-hmm. Bigfoot pizza, pizza hut. It, that's his shtick. And Nintendo of America is a big marketing arm of whatever Nintendo of Japan comes up with. And part of me thinks that this didn't check out for what Nintendo of Japan's plans were. And so that was never going to happen here. On Game Boy Advance, on DS with a mother collection, yeah. on even though we got Earthbound Beginnings, that was strange too. Mm-hmm. On Wii U, that's an interesting note. But that wasn't that a fan translation or something? How did they get a hold of that build? Or was it fully translated for NES and they just never released it here? Never released it. It was already translated. Yeah. It was. Done. It was ready to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was the the example of it being ready to go and they just never released it here it was never never came here they didn't have an alternate label like ultra games to release it on there so they had to wait for the turn <laughs> yeah because that one was actually called earthbound right mother earthbound mm-hmm. and then we got earthbound as mother yeah. two and they just that's why they named it beginnings so we got mother two as earthbound that's right earthbound beginnings uh, Mother was originally released on the Famicom in 1989, so I could see that being one of those. Uh, 1989, NES was still going pretty strong here. And tells the story of Ninten, a 12-year-old who uses psychic powers to fight inanimate objects. But I guess he's Ness now. Although the game was originally different Japan. It's different characters. Each. It is a different character. It's a different person. Mm-hmm. 
Although the game was originally in Japan, only Nintendo gave it an official English language translation in 2015. It's been that long ago? I feel like it was not that long ago we got that Earthbound Beginnings. <laughs> oh, and released it on the Wii U Virtual Console under the name Earthbound Beginnings. Only its sequel, Earthbound, was officially released in the West around the time of its Japanese debut. But then, of course, everybody. I mean, there was the mythos around Earthbound, even though they clearanced it and it became super expensive. But then you had NES... Ness was in the first Smash Brothers, and then he's been in every yep. one since. And they've added, they've added other Earthbound characters. Lucas, right? mm-hmm. Lucas, yeah. which is from Mother Three. So, alrighty, two more stories to go: Capcom and Nintendo Switch Indie World. I don't want either. I didn't watch the Indie <laughs> World showcase today. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I, I did didn't watch it. Okay, I saw some I saw some like brief splashes and nothing clicked. So I don't I don't want to have to speak on it. I, I sat there for two seconds and saw the audio wasn't matching the video and I, I failed. You tapped out. <laughs> and I can't do that. It drives me insane. Yeah. When the when it's not lined up. Nope. I'll say absolutely not. I jumped out. I'll say absolutely not. <laughs> All right, so sorry, you get to tell us about I went the... back to uh went back to my VTubers and I was like, Yep. So this is All back right. where I need it to be. Cesar can fill us in on Capcom, and I guess I'll be our resident um, Nintendo correspondent yet again. Yep, Wait, Capcom, there's Animal Crossing Capcom news in that games. indie thing? They make games, they sell stuff. stuff. All right, Brand, let's go. It says yeah. they want to sell 37 million <laughs> units of this stuff. God, I hate numbers. All right. Um, <laughs> you love numbers. It's garbage, man. I said numbers all day at my job in Excel. So, all right. I looked at numbers today all day long that didn't match up, and I'm halfway trying to fudge numbers. <laughs> it didn't work. So. No. This is my job. Now I got to do this here. All right, let's see. Yes. No, that's garbage. It's not fun anymore. All right, Capcom will release oh, multi major new titles by March 31st, 2023. Fun. Mega Man. Booty's uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion. The company said in its financial re- results reports for the physical year ended March 31st, 2022. They announced a oh. controller, too, with that Monster Hunter one. Sure. All right, and this is all from Gamatsu from Sal. Yeah. Uh, the company plans to release a total of 45 SKUs versus the 24 SKUs shipped in the physical year that just ended. Woo! Total 37 million units are expected to be sold overall, with 10 million units coming from new titles and 27 million units from catalog titles. This is compared to 32.6 million units in the previous physical year and 30.1 million units the year before it. <laughs> Capcom announced slates of the upcoming titles include Capcom Fighting Collection, June 24th, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak. We're all buying that Capcom Fighting Collection, right? I think yeah. I'm with Cesar on getting on the two console versions. Yes. Capcom That's Arcade. next month. Yes. yes. Almost 24, almost 30 days. Capcom Arcade Second Stadium, July 22nd. Uh, Resident Evil Reverse, which I thought was already out, but out apparently Fever Dream 2022 what? some point. <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> I'm confused too. It's a asynchronous multiplayer game that was supposed to ship with Resident Evil 8, but I guess it was in beta this whole time. Yeah. I was about to say it came out alongside 8, did it not? I think the beta did. I think it was I just a beta that. the whole time. Is it still live? Mm, I have no clue. No, I have no idea. I've never installed I think I I haven't installed it. I think the code's still in my box for Resident Evil 8. Yeah, like I think I really infinite beta we're playing. You did redeem it, Brant? I redeemed my code, but I, I've never booted it up i don't even know if i've downloaded it to be play honest. reverse you cowards <laughs> resident evil 2 2019 resident evil 3 2020 resident evil 7 biohazard and oh that's the next gen only the next yeah. gen versions for all these yeah yeah unless Did we know seven was getting upgraded i knew two and three yes. were okay yeah. cool uh 
Exo Primal with a wannabe Dino Crisis. Dino uh, Crisis. Matter. <laughs> the wannabe Killer Seven. Other Capcom yeah. Clover Studio game. Uh, Street Fighter Six with no information. To be Brought to you by Adobe day. Generic Text. Capcom shared the following updated sales numbers. Resident Evil Village sold over 6.1 million units. The Monster Hori, uh, Monster Hori, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin on Switch and PC has sold 1.5. Monster Hunter Rize has sold additional 4.1 million units. And Resident Evil 7 Biohazard additional 1.8 during their last physical year. Oh, there is a god. This thing is over. And then someone put Dragon <laughs> Dragon's Dogma 2 at the very bottom. All right. So, oh, God, that's still coming at some point, right? I question whether that image is real or not. Um, it says believe under it. I don't think it's real. Believe. Uh, <laughs> like Ted Lasso. <laughs> looks more like Dragon's Dogma 11 versus 2, but. Okay. Dragon's Dogma 11, we missed. Everybody's clamoring for the second one. We're, we're nine past that at this point. So aside from the probably release Resident Evil 4 remake sometime next year, hopefully we get what like another Mega Man game. Are we holding is there, our? Is there a we, Mega Man collection that we're due for? They've released all the Mega Mans at yeah, this point. They were they've, supposed they've, to be last year was Battle Network uh, Battle Network's anniversary. So if there's something, it probably be the Battle Network collection. And those are highly revered. I remember selling the shit out of those. People love those games in 2005. They did have a new Ghosts and Goblins last year, I want to say. You want another, you want another Demon's the, Crest? Is that what you want? I don't know. It would, be nice, Quest. it would be nice to get another Mega Man or um, maybe, maybe another Power Stone. That's, that's, really, that's a pipe dream. Yeah, Brent's really <laughs> reaching back. I mean, if you wanted I'm to, trying. You could have snuck that into that fighting collection. They could have. Trying. We did get Darkstalkers. We're getting Darkstalkers on a next-gen platform. There's yeah. pretty much. And we've. Capcom has made some missteps here and there throughout the years, but they have preserved their legacy generation after generation. We have to give that to them. And they're finally bringing back Darkstalkers. It would be great to get a Capcom Dreamcast collection with all those, like, Gunbird and all those other games that came out for Dreamcast. Yeah. That'd be dope. Uh, one thing that jumps out to me, I don't I don't remember how long Monster Hunter Rise has been out, but it's at 4.1 million units. I think that pales in comparison to Monster Hunter Iceborne or whatever that Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Is that... Because for years, remember, Monster Hunter was like the PSP's baby and the, the 3DS's baby. Is that shift gone back to or gone for the first time since me and Cesar played it on PS2? <laughs> Has it gone back to console? Is it away from being a handheld franchise now well, that the games is a service and the online stuff is? It's heavy on Switch. I mean, it's on Switch and Steam or PC. Steam. PC. So. I just bought one of them for Switch. I think it's the Wii U port mm -hmm. that we bought many, many years ago. With the didn't it come with like a special controller for the Wii? That was the first one. That was the remember. Wii one. And then wait, is that the same game, Monster Hunter Three Generations or something? Did it come out for Wii, Wii U, and Switch? Mm -mm. I'm talking about Monster Hunter Rise. Is the I don't newer. Know about 
That's the newest one. I don't um, yeah. know my Monster Hunter games. I just got one for 10 bucks at Best Buy, and I thought it was a port of the <laughs> Wii U and the Wii version of yeah. that game. Uh, send your corrections to Russell, nopodcast at gmail.com. He will come <laughs> on and read them live. Straighten out our Monster Hunter lore. All right, Brant. We're 40 minutes in. This ain't bad. Brant, bring us home. You watched the Nintendo Switch Indie World Showcase. Yes, I did. You streamed it on our No Podcast channels and gave us live reactions to everything, even though no. you're supposed to be at work. So it's I was I, I was working, walking uh, in the neighborhood, <laughs> sir. Yes. Uh, in the hot, hot sun. Uh, you still fill up your, You fill up a cooler? Oh yeah. yeah. While I'm walking down the street, no headphones, listening to the, this Nintendo Indie Direct. No headphones? Are you no headphones. To wear headphones? Uh, I don't know. I just forgot my my earbuds so okay you just had it volume up real loud yeah loud enough to at least where i could hear it uh so we started off the show with this thing uh called ooblets the this game is very animal crossing-esque i will say uh as far as like it's a town uh and you there's like a farming simulator to it um hmm but you the the little things you can grow are basically like these little creatures that follow you around uh like pigmen kind of uh but yeah you're it's it's literally even in the article they say you know it's much like animal crossing because you um help the town grow and prosper you're obviously I see that they custom- look more like bug snacks than pikmin yeah they they do kind of look like bug snack kind of deals um it's an interesting little game but yeah i mean even if you watch the uh the trailer that's there the music that starts playing it's like this this is animal crossing and then they start doing things in the trailer uh, this is this is animal crossing but then the uh little creatures that they grow just like hop out of the ground and start following them around and they're little happy little weird plant guys i don't know it's it's an interesting little oh, it's an interesting little game. I was watching it and then I got a Wendy's commercial, so uh, there's that. It's been out we, since July 2020. I remember reading about this before, but this is the first time it's coming to Switch, right? Yeah, it's out on PC uh, and Xbox. It says, um, but it's coming uh, this summer. Was this a Game Pass game? Is that where we read it before? Ooblets. I don't know. It sounds it sounds like the bass familiar, like the bass fishing game that we <laughs> skipped over before. <laughs> um Torah Lost Heaven. Um Lost Haven. Or oh Lost Haven. I read, I read it as Heaven too. Is a uh, interplanetary action RPG. It's kind of like a top down uh RPG style. Um you, yeah, isometric like a bastion. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of isometric. Uh, and then you play as the 16-year-old girl Avril. Uh, players would need to use their powers to save her home planet after a catastrophic event changed everything. This is coming fall uh, 2022. Uh, Elect Head. Uh, I believe this is on PC, but it's it's coming to. Um, Switch. It was developed by one person. It's a puzzle platformer. You play as a little robot. 
um, named Illek Head. Uh, oh, you can even develop that as part of a school contest. Yes, cool. is it's developed by just one one guy, um, Nimura Takahashi, and it will be available uh, this summer. But it's it's an interesting little concept. You use the the robot. Um, he can like channel electricity, so you use him to help solve puzzles. You can even take off his head and throw it to you know push buttons and things. Yeah, but you have to a good element. pick it back up within a certain time. It's um, like Mega Man meets Portal meets Mutant Muds or something like that. It's got yeah. an interesting. Yeah, that's a good look. That that is intriguing. A Lek head. Um, Soundfall. Uh, is a game much like uh, the Cadence games. It's a uh, rhythm-based dungeon crawler. Um, so of course you're, you know, going to the to the beat of the music, uh, attacking. And what does it say? There's 140 songs, and this is one that came out today. And I know it released. I think it released on everything. It's not just Switch. It's it also came to PS4. And X or PlayStation and Xbox consoles. It's made by Noodle Cake. That's that's familiar. What else have they made? Mm. It's super familiar. I'm not sure. Noodle Cake. Oh, this looks good. It's not as it's not as rigorous as the Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, it's like a twin stick. It's like a twin stick. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule. 140 songs. Uh, that looks. I'm trying to look up Noodle Cake also because I know they've. I've seen that somewhere recently. Uh, Wild Frost is a tactical roguelike uh, deck builder. So you use cards uh, in this game to to fight. Tactical uh, deck builder. Yes. Uh, so you're. You're building like a uh, elemental deck uh, to stop an eternal frost. So it's it's card based. I don't get into these card based games too much. I think that's the one that kind of reminded me. Just looking at it, it ca- almost looked like uh, had some like Hearthstone elements and mm-hmm. just the the card design and things like that. Uh. Totally accurate battle simulator. This is one that's this one. yeah, it's been around for a little bit on um, PC. Uh, it's made. Oh gosh, I can't remember now. All of a sudden, I'm trying to see where the creators were. We're drawing some blanks here. Yeah, it's 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 made by this this tiny little oh. studio. I played but, okay. So Noodle Cake made I made I played a lot of this iOS game called Bouncy Hoops, where you have two hoops on each side and you try to tap the you try to tap to launch the basketball each time you tap and you try to make the hoop going back and forth and back and forth. That's where I've, I'm sorry I've seen that's where I've seen good. that Noodle Cake logo. So it's made by Landfall Games. There we go. But uh, yeah, totally accurate battle simulator is kind of the wacky ragdoll 
battle simulator where you can customize these little uh, characters and pit them up against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gumbrella. This game. That's a good is, name. <laughs> this has the same aesthetic as like a Enter the Gungeon. Uh, it's not a twin stick shooter though. It's a uh, it's a side scrolling uh, kind of action Gumbrella. platformer. Uh, where you use a umbrella to <laughs> traverse, uh, float, uh, and even shoot opponents. Uh, and Gumbrella is coming in 2023. We are OFK. Um, this is the like story-driven narrative, um, almost like uh, almost like a visual novel kind of thing. I think we've seen this before in a couple different uh, indie showcases before. I think in the last one was a PlayStation State of Play. That's what it was. It's like I know we've we've seen this one place before. So, um, uh, we'll launch this summer, and new episodes will be released weekly. Um, Silt is a Uh, like an ocean exploration game, but it's it's very dark. It reminds me of something like a uh, like a Bastion, um, maybe even darker than like a Hollow Knight. It's very monochrome, whites, blacks, and grays. Um, so you explore and solve puzzles. Uh, you can you like can be this little diver. You can also uh, use different sea creatures to help solve puzzles. Um, we have Under the mini, sea. mini motorways. Um, that one's out now too, right? Oh, which mini motorways? Mini motorways. Yeah, this one came out immediately. Um, this is just the like traffic sim, and you're solving the problems uh, of getting cars from point A to point B. Uh, let's see. That was on Apple Arcade. We're we're starting to see more and more of these Apple Arcade exclusive titles come out to other things and lose their mobile game stigma. Speaking of which, I don't want to derail you, uh, Brent. Y'all saw the iPod Touch is being discontinued. That's uh, the end. That's the end of the iPod line. We've all had multiple iPods over the years. I think Cesar's was the first iPod I ever saw. I know I've I've got I've got an iPod somewhere around here. I got my first one to I opened up a credit card to get my very first iPod. Like <laughs> slowly start paying it off and building up credit. Long live the iPod. And there were some games on the iPod. There was a playable Sonic the Hedgehog, which we still didn't beat. Cesar, <laughs> we still didn't beat the I bought iPods. It. I buy every version of Sonic the, the Hedgehog. I know. So, so I got my engaged copy Sonic the Hedgehog too. It never ends. I fall for it every time. <laughs> uh, let's Five see. Game Brent, what's the next nice. one? Wayward Strand? Wayward Strand. Uh, set in the 1970s rural Australia, Wayward Strand features a dozen characters to follow. Uh, you get to choose which stories you want to see unfold during particular playthrough. You... Um, 
I know you play as uh, a young uh, journalist and you go around this this hospital and you listen to different people's stories. Um, and this one is released July 21st of this year. These indie games are just... They're always very, very unique. It doesn't ever seem like... Here's an, here's an indie game that's just like the last indie game you heard of, you know? We just heard Traffic Control. We heard a, a journalist in Australia um, in a flying hospital. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. These are some of your most creative... It may not be a AAA experiences for all these, and it's they're not trying for that. They have smaller budgets. They have smaller teams. But you have some wildly creative stories coming out of these these studios and these indie showcases. I'm very happy that... I think all three platform makers do indie showcases of sorts, right? You have the, we used to call this Nindies. It's the, mm-hmm. the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. And uh, Xbox has their, was it ID at Xbox? And then Sony mm-hmm. will re- very regularly feature them in their state of plays and other, you know, press releases that they have. Mm, let's see. Moving on, we have Cult of the Lamb which is a action adventure game where you uh, play as a possessed lamb uh, and you, uh, (laughs) you were saved from annihilation and you have to repay your debt uh, by building up a community, conquering dangerous, dangerous dungeons uh, and building up resources and much, much more. So everything except the resources, if you were to pitch that to me, I would think it was like a Binding of Isaac expansion. <laughs> like they're making a new bind- <laughs> they're, they're making another Binding of Isaac. Or Wicker Man sequel. Yeah, it seems to have that like religious <laughs> revelation undertone type thing to it. I need to play some Binding of Isaac. I, that was one of my first Switch games and I love the shit out of it. A native PS5 one supposed to be coming out at some point. Really? It's not out yet? Uh, it, it got announced and it just turned into vaporware. Like they just the make multiple versions. Like posted on for PS5. Is that one Afterbirth or is it another subtitle? It has the latest uh, expansion on there. That's why they're bringing it out. That is a good game. It looks simple. Those Binding of Isaac games are very, very good. And I beat it, but of course it's one of those that you can, you know, you do oh, multiple yeah. paths and playthroughs and all sorts of stuff. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Uh, next up, we had another Crab's Treasure, which, <laughs> yeah, it's a Souls-like game where you play as a hermit crab. That's basically it. Uh, it will be coming to Nintendo Switch 2023. Again, these indie showcases are wildly different than like a Ubisoft uh, presentation, you know. And this, you'll have five AAA open world <laughs> things and Just Dance. Yeah. And this this one was funny because they they did put like souls like up on there when they uh, were showing gameplay and things, and then they crossed out souls like and put shells like because he's a hermit crab. Get it? The nuts. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we have Gibbon uh, Beyond the Trees, 
where players will need to swing their way through a beautiful yet dangerous jungle and learn about the struggle of living creatures around the world. Uh, and this one was actually available today as well. And I, yep, that is it. I feel like I did that in jungle hunt on my, uh, Apple IIe. I swung through the vines and avoided wildlife. <laughs> or pitfall. What was that Tarzan and game? Pitfall. For PS1? Did you do that in there too? The the one where Tarzan has the vines in between his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. This this Gibbon game looks pretty good. It's got a it's got a wild sense of scale. You play sloths? You play sloths. That's what they look like, yeah. But it's almost like... But I didn't hear anything about sloths. Y'all remember the Disney Tarzan, like where it had that wild sense of speed. Not the game, the movie. It had that wild sense of speed where you would almost be in Tarzan's view and you would go down, almost like a roller coaster where you're you're sliding down the tree and then you jump across to the next one and then you just keep... It's just like an endless runner type thing, you know? This Gibbon game looks kind of like that, but there's also some urban environments involved too. This looks wild. What are all the other monkeys doing in there? Is it multiplayer? As a lost Gibbon, players will need to swing their way through a beautiful yet dangerous jungle and learn about the struggle of living creatures around the world. The developers at Broken Rules wanted to create an engaging game about real-world environmental issues, and Switch owners will be able to try it out for themselves later today. I may be downloading that demo. It looks good. Yeah. Just it looks different. It's like. yeah. All right. Is that it for news? That is it on news, sir. Uh, I will touch on, I played two more missions of Grand Theft Auto V. Um, I bemoan digital copies of games for the most part. And it has turned into uh, everything just about outside of Switch. I'm playing a lot of digital games on. And turns out it's very convenient to just have that game on your hard drive <laughs> and just fire it up. So <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad to have GTA 5 and, you know, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn not too long ago. Um, I don't know where the next story beat is on GTA 5 when I fired it up. So I just wandered to the next, like, available thing. And it ended up being a street race. So here I was just in a street race in my car. And I won that. And and some of these, like, introduction missions will lead to... It'll say, okay, now street races are available in all these places. Or, like, I talked a couple weeks ago about Chop the Dog. Now you can use Chop the Dog in these areas, that kind of thing. It's kind of an introductory mission into now these other type missions are open to you. So I played a little bit of GTA V. Uh, Halo Infinite, of course, multiplayer has been the focus of my past week. Uh, We had a long Saturday night session. Uh, again, with some good rounds and some bad rounds. I don't think there's anything <laughs> of note to speak of. Um, I know when I was on, it was mostly bad rounds. Yeah, it was mostly bad rounds. Uh, so we've gotten a pretty good grasp of the two new maps at this point with the big team. I haven't played that big team one as much, but I've played the smaller one. Is it, is that one Catalyst? The 4v4 yeah. one? Oh, yeah, we played with one day. and stuff. We played uh, we played awesome. Monday and got that uh, that smaller map uh, with CTF and that's right has that uh, bridge so that's our, right so down the center. Played on Monday with us, yeah. Yes. So we had been trying to so we got capture the flag like Brant was saying. We'd been trying to get the flag and just like you know just jump around the outsides and do all that kind of stuff. 
come to find out as we're navigating the map, there's a straight lane going down the middle. So it's high risk, high reward uh, to go out of the base where the flag's at, go up a ramp, open a door, go across an opening through another door down the ramp into the other base. And it can just be straight hijinks in between those two. But uh, it was definitely awesome having Cesar there as a third player with our, our Monday Halo session. We didn't have two randos <laughs> stinking it up with us. Yeah, I was randomly happened to be available for... Oh, that awesome. That new map, and I'll, I'll say just because I haven't played the desert one enough for the... I say desert, Mars. It's Mars. There's a desert <laughs> one. That's Behemoth. The Mars one. I haven't played that one enough on big team to really have a like a full grasp of it, but that smaller uh, catalyst is a great map. It is a lot of fun. Um, we played a lot of King of the Hill on that one uh, Saturday, and then just some offshoot play sessions here and there outside of our normal Saturdays. Um, played some King of the Hill last night with uh, Russell. Yeah, how were those? Person, your favorite person was on there. Very competitive. <laughs> Are, how they, do better. Do are better. they a noted Ford Hump subscriber? Yeah. Get to the objective, guys. What are you doing? Stop screwing around. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I'm over here reading a book or something like that in the game. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Let me just get up and start doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm almost to the end of the chapter. Let me let me pull out my bookmark first. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. I'm waiting to get killed first. Uh. <laughs> my beans my beans are almost there they're good my beans i'm stirring <laughs> them the beans are like they're so close just give me a couple more seconds fried chicken's almost done guys yeah something yeah something <laughs> that's like super hands-on <laughs> you got hot oil <laughs> oh wait you needed me <laughs> i have to have a wet hand and a dry hand guys come on you needed me for this part i thought you guys had it <laughs> so i was laughing objective? the whole time play the objective play the objective <laughs> <laughs> i'm just laughing i'm like okay <laughs> uh one day somebody will learn we need one person to learn one <laughs> lesson and <laughs> that will be free of the <laughs> subscriber uh either way i think that new catalyst map is really really good um on a side note because that's basically all my games played there was an interview joseph staten had with oh i should remember this um, but kind of the, he's kind of the three, four, three guy. He helped develop the halo Bible when he was with Bungie, but they were asking him about halo classic maps. Like, you know, we've, we've had this long, we played six months of basically six months of the same season. Jim, we're, getting and, blood gulch. we're getting blood gulch. It's <laughs> a so spoilers for, from Cesar. I, I didn't read it. So I don't know. I'm just, I was just throwing a random guesses. No, he was on. I think he was on IGN's or uh, Kind of Funny's Xbox podcast. Maybe that's oh, where it was at. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he was on Kind of Funny's thing. I just know Blood Gulch. That's it. And uh, what is it? What are the, the Winter Soldier map is? Sidewinder? Yeah. And so somebody was asking him uh, about while we have this Darth of content, you know, you've announced two maps until what, December? November, December, I think is the next. Yeah. You've mm -hmm. got two maps and we already have them, right? So we're going to be playing these through summer, fall. Which, again, we're having a good time playing the game. It's it's hard to nitpick and also promote because I've played this game more than any online shooter ever. But I could still kind of point out the things that I would change about it. But I'm also still going to be there on Saturdays, right? So there's a there's a Venn diagram of how this works for me. 
but they were asking him, can we get some classic Halo maps in the in the interim when we're not getting that new content? And he's like, wait, you guys would really want classic Halo maps? I'll write that down in case that's oh, something we want to consider. One of those oh, no. type. I never yeah. thought of this before. What? what? You guys want classic Halo maps? Yeah, it was that Play sort of those. deal. <laughs> so, not saying that's officially coming, but I can see them stepping up some some content releases outside of the normal uh, stuff. Because we've all started plugging away. Uh, Brand, are you, have you started season two? Are you doing the season two stuff yet? Or are you still trying to complete season one's things? No, I, I, I haven't started season two yet. Right, you which guys is cool because you can you can keep plugging away, yeah. Yeah, you guys said the the grinding's a little it's a little harder, but you we aren't playing Last Spartan Standing that much either. Right, which is the feature thing, and as we all discovered, if you swap out your challenge swaps, they're almost always going to give you the Last Spartan Standing. And I'm like, why am I even? I wasted six of them. I'm like, I'm not playing this mode because I only play this this game with my friends. So from what I, I think the conversation we had last night, I think if you just go, go do it once, once and just complete the objectives, I guess. They don't pop up again from what they were oh, in the chat. They just so want like, you to do it. So, like, from what I was told, it's like just they went and got done and got it over with and never going to play it again. And they haven't had any objectives anymore with Last Spartan Standing. So. Interesting. So, yeah, it's they, rigged. They got, the, they got the armor set or whatever they needed to. And then they were like, oh, I'm done with this. So. It's rigged until you play it or it's rigged until you get that armor set. and I think it's it. just rigged until you play it because they were saying like they didn't have to worry about the objectives anymore. I don't, I don't okay. think. Don't misquote me. I, I just know. Nobody when we played last night was clamoring for last part standing, so it was no. like a chore. So because as as listeners can note, the last part in standing is like a it's a free for all, right? It's a free for all pseudo battle royale thing where people are trying to you you have a limited number of respawns. I haven't played it yet because I don't I don't play Halo without my friends. And they they said it's a, they said it's broken already. So like people what they were doing is they'll they'll wait until like they're the last few left, and then they'll just hide in corners and just like shotgun blast people as they turn corners in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they said it's broken already. Okay, yeah. something's up with the shotgun because I've been killed more with the shotgun this season two than I ever did the whole first one. Like people are blasting me. I'm just seeing the spread come at me. We might need to rethink the shotgun, gentlemen. But that is it. Those are my games played. A little bit of GTA. Cinco and right. Halo Infinite Season 2 updates. Bring us home, guys. Uh, Like I said, in multiplayer games this week, played Halo with you on Saturday, Monday. We yeah. all love this game, right? It's a... This is a great game. I think I've been quoted as saying uh, it's the most perfect game ever created. As I'm, right. as I'm right. constantly that kicked out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you say that when it's dropping you, or when you're the, you're or, the one that's constantly dropped out of all of us. I I have no what, idea why I'm this close happens? to just deleting it and reinstalling it. It's weird. So I think that's where you need to go. I mean, but, I can't say nothing you, either because mine is like you guys invite me, and like we see you in the party, and I'm and mine's like I'm already exit the game, so I'm like yeah. Or we get stuck <laughs> in the loop of waiting for other players, and we've got to kill Halo anyway. Other players so. loading. Because Brent, I don't think it's your, I don't think it's like a NAT type or some sort of Xbox Live setting. Because you're in the party with us, you're still chatting with us. Yep. Halo just drops you for some reason. They're punishing you for buying the physical copy. I guess Halo. so. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> They're smiting yeah. you. <laughs> Never again. Um, we played, I think, like four or five hours yesterday. We're almost till like midnight. Oh shit! Y'all got to it. 
I remember I didn't go to bed to midnight. So I think we were like 11. I mean, we had, I think we had Bobby dropped in there, some other people, Jordan. We had a full squad. And then we nice. did Big Team and King of the Hill. And Russell's not a believer King of the Hill because he says we win all the time. And then it must be him because when I'm playing King of the Hill with him, I'm losing I'm like a mother. Like not it even is him. And destroyed. It is him. It's I've noticed brain. that. I've noticed that. It's not even competitive. It's like three to nothing wins on <laughs> King of the Hill for them. <laughs> it's, it's not even close. We're getting destroyed. No. I'm getting yelled at that I'm not doing my best. And I'm like, I'm like not playing the objective. So sorry, play huh? the objective. Play the objective. <laughs> Come on, guys. Play the objective. Cesar, the grinding seems slower on season two, right? Like that that acceleration of leveling seems way slower, right? It took me, yeah. I'm only, I just got to level 10, and I was like, You're I on 10? Play, yeah, that play had it like three days to do that. So, but that was like yeah, I think, three days. Of I think I'm like five or six. Yeah. Because we're not getting that featured. It's not the featured last man standing thing. I still haven't played that mode either, but I mean, I me might either. try it out because they, they mentioned it yesterday. Like they just went through and got it done. And I, from my understanding, I don't think it's props to make that and then at least you get you don't have the challenges if what they're saying is true. Really? Oh, now I'm sitting here saying objectives, challenges. <laughs> oh God, I'm not playing the objectives. Oh, it's, it's stuck in my head. I'm dreaming. It You're now. hung up. You're hung up. Your fever dream is the objectives. Gotta go Must to, complete uh, Halo objectives. Gotta go look online, find a therapist, and just go. Like, I, I can't complete the objectives. I just get yelled at <laughs> all the time. Let's walk you through it. I'm like, okay. They're telling you they can't help you. We can't help you. You should be completing the objective. Yeah, you should be doing your objectives. <laughs> yeah, carry your role. <laughs> Holy shit. I, oh, man. At that point, I'll quit gaming. What would you do? <laughs> Where do you gaming. go? I'll, quit gaming. I'll go back and put in a Quantum of Solace in the PS3 and just play that professionally. The worst <laughs> PS2 version, too. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I played some... Um, I played mostly multiplayer games this week. That's weird. That's not my thing. Because I, I played Apex with Renee all day Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Um, I tried to get on with y'all, but I, I think I just missed that invite window with y'all. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna invite you on Sunday, but then I, like when I tell you, Renee's like, ask Richard, but I was like, nah, it's Mother's Day. I'm not even gonna even ask him because I know you're. There's That's no what way. it was. Even then, there's no way you would be able to escape to get to it. It wouldn't. It's not. Wasn't gonna happen. So I was like, nah, we'll get it next time. There's I four moms over. There's four moms over here, and I'm like, yeah. hold on, let me uh, get one round step away. Get one round in, and they come down there, and it's like, oh, this is the last one. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Brent? I did. I did download it on uh, PS5, so. Oh, we got a third. Yeah, we need to do a podcast squad. <laughs> yeah, because season 12 just started, so um, I haven't played season 12. We played the very last season 11 this, this weekend. I think season 12 just started either today or yesterday or something. I can't remember. We need what to watch. watch summary of season one through 11 um no typically when there's a new season i think they do some kind of bullshit story but they just usually add a character and it's like a character that you have to buy so i never play the new characters because i'm not buying them so um i think the only ones i've got were the ones that like i mentioned the previous time on the podcast is where we had those codes where we bought those physical versions with 1.0 on there that came with the like three apex bucks so because when i redeemed the codes i was like oh yeah i do have apex apex bucks and i ended up buying two characters and that was it so gotcha um have yet to buy another character so and i am sure as hell not going to be buying the the gacha lottery system so nope uh absolutely not worry i think i love looking at it because it breaks it down like your chances of getting a gold is one percent out of 20 i'm like oh god screw this it's like i'm not even doing any of that if you spend a hundred dollars you get a gold what are they telling you they break down the percentages of you getting like a good good skin like if you go down there to like the gacha you're presented with the blind box odds. Yeah. They tell you. Like, like it's like gold is like 2%. So 
because you know there's there's a law in certain countries that they have to give you the odd percent um so like i think they just implemented throughout all regions so but then again i'm playing mine in the japanese region so i don't know if there's a japanese law maybe i haven't looked at it. um may the know. odds be ever in your favor i i just look at it in a laugh it's like 1.5 percent depending on the gold one i, I was like I think you it, when you play the game and you level up naturally, I think like every five levels they give you one gotcha. Like they give you like one token. Like okay, you can get one box and try to get that that uh dopamine in you and like oh yeah, this is awesome. It's just most of the time it's just me doing like whatever. I just go in there and I think I had like five of them. I think I ended up with like one gold skin for one of my characters that for a character I don't even own or use. So I'm like whatever. I was like this did nothing for me. So it doesn't right, even do right. anything where like, it gives me shit for like what I do own. So. All right, we're gonna turn the gotcha thing into a into a conversation here because a coworker of mine bought a box of racing cards, like a box of packaged racing cards. So it's like a whole box of packs of like eight or ten or something like that of NASCAR type stuff. I don't know jack shit about NASCAR. Thankfully, it's one of the few sports I don't follow and don't know anything about. <laughs> Lots of left open. turns. Same. Yes, uh, Brant, the one race I went to, there was a very intoxicated man uh, <laughs> motioning the cars to him and then pointing the direction that they needed to go as if as <laughs> if they needed further yeah, uh, instructions. In his, in his mind, he's a wizard. He is controlling <laughs> yes. the cars. So the superior Brant, driver every won. Every lap. Every lap. <laughs> and I, know, I don't want to anger anybody that is a NASCAR fan, but the superior driving sport would be F1, right? That includes the right turns. Yes. I want to get into F1. They just had a big thing in Miami. Uh, yeah, anyways, they're doing, we're Vegas next year. they're doing Vegas next year. They're going big in US. I know. Yeah, I want to yeah. get into F1. And they got a good game, apparently. Apparently, the F1 video game is really good. Okay, anyways. I, I contemplated buying this video game as well, so. <laughs> I got so, the Grid Legends. I bought Grid Legends, and I played a little bit of that, so. But that was, like, okay. back. Uh, well, because that's when I got my Grand Tourismo, and I got my heart broken. And then, because, like. You suck. You can't even pass the prologue part. I was like, all right. And then I went and got Grid Legends. And then I was like, that's usually me on Grand Tourism. Way better. And then I found out in Grid Legends, like, you choose a car and you do progression. And like, none of that fucking progression carries over to your other vehicles. So you have to buy the stupid deluxe edition, which includes a miles pass. So you can level up faster when you do other <laughs> cars. Because like, like, your experience is carry over. Yeah. So it's like, if I get to level five and it took me like three hours to get to level five and I choose another vehicle, I got to do the same three fucking hours to get to level five with the other vehicle, unless I have this pass, which would get me there quick. So I'm like, at that point, I stopped playing good budget. So that's why I'm talking about Animal King. So I was like, okay, okay. So, how, do we turn the, how do we turn this into racing games? <laughs> I love these racing play. games. I, I, I want to get into F1. Racer, man, I haven't since 360. Get the fuck out. I got into F0. Okay, so he has this entire pack of the cards right mm-hmm. and it's a he's unwrapping them i'm watching him because the box says you each box has a chance of two autograph packs two memorabilia packs something like that and i'm literally glued to him un unwrapping these packs of cards yeah. like you know like baseball cards when we were a kid and he's looking for these autograph packs and yeah. things like that what is it about that gotcha mechanic that it's a, it's a it dopamine gets, it gets people it's a dopamine. It's like you get this, you know how you get the euphoria in your brains and you get the tingles and it's like, you're like, yeah, you know, you open it up and you get the excitement yeah. and you, you get in there. It's like, no, it's nothing. It's the same thing that gets people when they play the lottery, you know, they put the numbers in and they're looking on the TV and their heart's beating and they're getting that, that adrenaline pump. Yeah. And then it drops when they don't win. And then they win. They're like, yeah, you know, it's like, 
it's, it's all about the adrenaline. It's just, you know, some people can only get adrenaline on certain things. So it's like, for me, it does nothing. I'm just, I'm just looking at it like, all right, that was a waste of $20. But the, the thing is, my kids have this too. And I don't know where they got this from. Brant, I don't know if there's like a, I don't know if there's a, I don't want to gender stereotype anything. I don't know if there's a masculine version of LOLs. My kids love the LOLs. And it's just a damn, it's a damn gotcha capsule. And you have no clue what it is. And you're paying all this money for this plastic box. You pop open the lid and you have no clue. It's a it's a doll that has like crazy hair of some kind or a certain outfit or like they don't even follow like the three of us. Right. If we're going to get a gotcha thing, we're going to be informed on what we're after. Like my coworker with the racing thing. He knows what a great racing car it is what an autograph is what the racers are he knows what he's after these kids are getting that same rush that we get and they don't know anything about mm. what these random things it's just a random thing it's a uh, it's back to the shinmu thing that we were talking <laughs> about either last week or two weeks ago like i've got this one yeah you know it's there it's that rush of like what is inside this thing i can't see it and then i'm looking at the price of these on the store in the store and I'm looking at my Halo figures, and it's like, well, I see how much that Master Chief is, and you don't know what that thing is, and you want that, and it's three times as much as what I can tell that I'm going to buy is. And it's, I mean, we had stuff like that in the 90s with Pogs and stuff like that. So, Pogs I mean, was one of them. I mean, I, I can't, like I said, I'm not previous, maybe brand knows with the, uh, with the, with the Otokonikos are into right now. Right, right um, now, it's everybody. Has gotten fighting. has gotten back into Pokemon. Oh, the cards uh, and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks to like Jake Paul, he you know started doing pack <laughs> openings and stuff. Like it was a good life example. It, you ruined that, it, Brent. I thought that, it was going to be this awesome no. thing coming back around, see, nostalgia based. See, that's the thing is, me and my family, we got into it um, when my son was a little bit younger. Because he talked his grandmother into buying him cards. And she saw that it was, you know, a a card game. And she's like, well, I guess I'll buy a, buy me a deck, too, and we can play together. And then he was at this age where, you know, because I had Pokemon cards growing up, but I never... Yes, I never played played the game. It was always just, you know, oh, I've got this one, and this one beats, Same. you know, your thing, and... Same. You know, you sit there with your friends and just kind of everybody yeah. does shadow room. Yeah, yeah. we just kind of throw them out and do whatever. But because the games, you know, the cartoon may feature the character very, very, yeah, uh, maybe a small window. And then the Game Boy game that you're looking at is just a pixel. You just have this pixel and your mind is going crazy. And you get this card where it has a, a it has a whole different scene of this character that you've imagined and used in battle and all these kind of things. And now you have this artwork and you're holding it in your hand mm -hmm. and it's a whole, it's a whole thing behind seeing what that character actually can do and look like versus what's in your game boy game where it's a, you know, monochrome screen and all that stuff. It literally comes to life on the card. Yeah. But we, I mean, we got into it because he was at this age and we saw that there's this whole, there's a lot of math to it actually when mm -hmm. you're legitimately playing the game there's you know addition Moving multiplication those around and, and yeah the, the marble things mm -hmm. so there's there's a lot to it and we're like okay cool and then we we all got like really into it and we started like building more competitive decks and we joined a pokemon league and then as we well, went full in yeah as as he grew older 
uh, he just kind of got, you know, kind of grew out of it a little bit. We stopped going as much and then the pandemic hit and we stayed at home a little bit more and more. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Jake Paul's opening packs and it's, you know, becoming this phenom. There's there people I know that, you know, never showed any interest into the Pokemon game where all of a sudden like opening packs on Facebook live and they're camping pe- out a target at four pe- in the morning. Yeah. People, people are getting, they're removing cards and, and things like this from target because people are like jumping over other people and making a huge mess just to get to Pokemon cards, you know? So needed black Friday sales again. So they needed it. Uh, there, there was even a point where they did like a promo where they were putting some cards in uh, cereal boxes, and they had to dang, take the dang cereal boxes off the shelves because people were going in <laughs> and like opening boxes Holy of crap. cereal just to get the cards out and stuff. It was, it's, it's so stupid, man. <laughs> Y'all remember the craze for the Super Mario cereal a couple of years ago? I yep. think I got Cesar his. I don't you know do. where mine's at. I think I threw it away. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. <laughs> Mine's going to be found somewhere in a closet with a big hole in it because a rat got into it or something. Exactly. Roaches. Roaches took part of that. Open it up. There's roaches spreading all out of it. I'm like, oh, I guess I can't eat that. (laughs) It's all full of roaches. Mario got his face eat out by roaches. (laughs) (laughs) Roaches and spiders, all my favorite things are in there waiting to kill me. Uh, you just want a bowl of cereal that expired eight years temple ago. of doom in a box that's what you it can, is you can go feed it to the uh that raccoon out in the backyard that likes to trip your camera yeah, oh, yeah that's, the that's squirrel. you got a squirrel still, down. Still firing it off in the plant i'm like what is <laughs> doing, man? what's <laughs> in that plant dish it's dead everything's dead in there there's nothing there he's just fucking there's not the squirrels after something says are i looked not in the dead. other day it's there's nothing there it's dead there's it's just dead you put Skittles in there? <laughs> the squirrels come after Skittles. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to throw that plant thing away. There's nothing. I mean, that thing is dead anyway, so. Throw away whatever is in there. Throw it out of the camera's reach. If you just, like, <laughs> chuck it on the ground, the squirrel's just going to go after it closer <laughs> on the ground. I just know I came outside one uh, earlier, I think, a couple days ago. They are all in the front yard doing this shit. I'm like, well, there's no fucking trees in the front yard. Get out of my house, man. What the hell? <laughs> what are you after? They're just running around the like, fucking with me. They're just sitting there like... <laughs> Like, come get us. I'm like, no, man, I'm not playing with you guys. Get out of here. I don't have time. They know you have Mario cereal. <laughs> I was like. The roaches told us. <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen on one of my cameras is I have a Nest camera in the front door. And I saw it went off one night. And then the light came on. And then at the top of the roof, right, right outside my uh, front door, you see a, a raccoon just going, just freaking out as soon as the light came on, just going like this on top of the roof. I'm like, what the hell is that? On happening? the roof? Yeah. I was like, how the hell did he get up there? I think I got the video saved somewhere because he's like, he as soon as the light came on, he freaked out. I was like, Whoa. so I was like, <laughs> I was like they're nocturnal; like, they don't want lights like uh, that. I just looking at it like, man, there's no trees. It's like, how did he even get up there? I'm like, wow. Well, <laughs> the squirrels like made a they made a squirrel bridge to get the raccoon. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm that guy. I have to like regularly go in the attic like once a week just to make sure nothing's fucked up in there. So I'm like, all I need is I go up there and it's like a freaking mafia of squirrels. So. <laughs> they're playing cards and shit they're playing pokemon cards (laughs) on that note i think the i think the funniest thing we found was somebody was out with us on our job and we were supposed to be popping uh manholes and for some reason he popped 
a I guess he because it was off to the side, but he thought maybe that it was a manhole as well, but it was a storm drain. And he opened it up and started laughing. And we looked down in there and I guess by the time that we walked over there, it had it had walked into one of the the storm drain culverts in a way. But there was like this tiny little pink um, lawn chair, like a kid's lawn chair down there. And he said there was a raccoon just like sitting in it. I'll lay back. Yeah. Like Clo- close the lid, bitch. <laughs> the look he's giving I've up seen, there. Uh, I've seen a nest of uh, possums in the same in the same type uh, environment as Brandon's mm. describing. A raccoon in a freaking pink lawn chair. That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> hey, this is my seat. <laughs> what do you want? Before I got too far off on the on, we diverge on my yeah. apex, um, we we deviated I, from apex on that one. <laughs> gotcha mechanics. Um, Ooh, I think the the funniest thing because there is certain point like you know when oh. you start playing games on the multiplayer and you you start doing just dumb shit. So there was some point in there where there's like a mountain and there's a hole in there. I played with somebody and they're like, all right, everybody into the butthole now. I just call it the butthole because it looks like a butthole when you go into it. <laughs> And so I think of the mountain. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the very top of the mountain's a hole. So like if you land on top of the mountain, you're, you're out of the zone. You're gonna die immediately. So you have to go right into that hole perfectly, and then you go inside, and there's a mm. whole bunch of stuff you can just start picking shit up and start fighting. So I told Renee, it's like, all right, man, fuck it, let's go in there. We went in there. There's like 20 people going there with us, man. As soon as we land in there, everybody just start mailing the fuck at each other. I mean, I couldn't fight because I was dying laughing because it's like somebody had already got a gun, start killing people. It's like, dude, we all just landed. Who already has a gun? I'm just dying. Yeah. And I was like, Renee was already dropped. He was the first one that got shot. And I'm like, I'm running out of there. But I was like, I'm, I'm down, I'm down. I was like, all right, let me go back there and get you, man. I was like, I was like, so it was one like, of those super high risk, super high reward. Areas. Usually, it's, usually it's like two teams, man. But the the one time we decided to do it was, um, there was like 20 teams 20. in there, man. You see like wow. 20 different lights coming in there. I'm like, what is happening, dude? We're like, I told Renee, all right, man. As soon as we land, just start mailing. We just like start throwing bows. And then somebody had a gun immediately. Um, because there's another one with the Roshan gun, you can do the same thing too. And like, I think there was one where we landed in there. There's like a hole in the center too, and then like we had to jump in there. And I, I teleported out, left Renee's ass in there, man. He's like, "Where'd you go?" I'm like, "I'm already gone, man." There's like 50 people in there. What are you staying in there for? I'm like, "We ain't gonna win that fight." Knock <laughs> <laughs> if you buck Apex Edition. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's just a daily grind. I'm thinking I'm like at level 23, so I've, I, I for surprisingly, I put like I think I put 30 hours in Apex this year. Um, it's good. Like, I've been getting back into it. I just can't get past second place, man. It's the only thing that's killing us. We can get into a trio, man. I think we can get there. It's just that it's the bullshit stuff. Like when you get to the last three teams, what you'll notice is that they'll have a building. Like if there's the final circle, you'll, there's a building on top of it. So somebody will automatically take the high point. And so you're stuck because they're shooting down at you. Yeah. Or two, like I mentioned it before in this podcast, you get thirded. Or you get into a battle with a third team, and then you're just unlucky because they just all turn on you, and then they turn on each other afterwards. That's, you uh, called it thirds or something like that? Thirding. Thirded. Yeah. Thirded. So that's that's my thing. That's my goal when I've been trying to do with Renee. Like, we, we try to get to the point where it's like the last three squads. We try to third somebody else. Like, we wait till they, they're firing, like, two squads. And normally, we will wait. And like, all right, these two are fighting. We'll wait to the end. But if it's, if it's the last three of us, I tell Renee, all right, fuck it. Let's get in there and see if we can just, in the chaos, try to take both of them out at the same time. Just third them. Yeah. So, I... We just haven't gotten there yet because I think there was one where we had one guy that just survived and he killed me and Renee. I was like, great, we almost had it. So I was like, thirding is risky, but it's like there's there's different strategies you can do in that game. Um, 
in there and as well as you know there's different super super moves you can do and they're like the new guys like um i was watching some, some videos on youtube with the new the guys new character like, yeah i forgot what his name is he has some kind of like he, when you're reviving somebody he can actually like carry them and pull them like he can pull them to safety i was like oh, oh shit, that's like very useful i i contemplated uh maybe purchasing this character <laughs> i just yeah. grabbed somebody's like all right let's get you out of harm's way buddy um but yeah i mean th- that's pretty much it i mean nothing new to add i mean played some halo with you guys um some Apex. Uh, I'm still plugging away on AI Somnium because uh, that that new game comes out next month. Uh, I finally got to the point where I like adjusted and got really interested in the story because they got into this whole story beat where it was very similar, like Steins Gate, where um, they uh, and you might remember this, Richard. You know, because we, me and you both got into big into uh, Dark Matter. Um, it took that turn in this game now. I couldn't, where put, that, I couldn't put that book down. I'm in the turn in this game now where it's like that, where it's like they're talking about parallel worlds and like every flow chart I have on there is like a parallel world. Like it helps you solve a different bit of the story to get the full picture. And so like there's one there's a bit in there where I don't know if it's true or not, but he ends up saving this girl in the Somnium world where she originally got stabbed in the back 19 times when he found her. And so he went into this uh, politician's head to find out what happened. He they, It looks like he murdered her. And so in that dream world, in that guy's head, he ends up saving the girl. And they're like, it doesn't matter because, you know, you're seeing what that person saw is like a dream state. And so when they called him up and said they couldn't find the girl at the murder scene. And so he went back and they found her alive in the house. And so he's all on this whole parallel thing, parallel world thing. So like he's like doing research into it. The AI he has carried around in his eyes like it's preposterous. There's no way. So it's like I just found out there's some kind of secret organization called Zion that's has a satellite that's the, half the size of the International Space Station that's floating around in orbit. And they received Morse code from outer space. Um, which happens to be a, a sentient being like an AI. And it's like they thought this this laboratory created AI, but they didn't. They just took the Morse code and they created AI from it. So it's something that's transmitting itself in space. So apparently they got to kill this girl to complete the project. And that's where the part I stopped that because I haven't gotten I You got to figure out why they're trying to kill her. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Uh, I think I'm not chapter two. Uh, and man, going... Going from like Paper Mario six, you know, Paper Mario sixty four was it Paper Mario sixty four? Is that what they called it? I can't remember if that was it what was, it was. It was just Paper Mario. Mario. Yeah, and then Japan from, it was going, Mario's story. Going from that to like GameCube, I can see why that game's so huge, man. Because uh, it's like it's such nine day difference going from the sixty four hardware to GameCube, and yeah. it's a lot of the aesthetics in there is really really great. Because like I when I started Chapter Two, it's like there's this world that's like black and white monochrome colors with different leaves on this tree and and it's like it, it's a, it's a pretty game um and it's i think this was the first one they give you like an abundance of characters with different moves like there's the i, I got this actress that's like a like a boo um, ghost, like yeah ghost and then um she has like a, a wind attack so she's like she doesn't do anything physical so it's like it gives different each character has like these different caveats and handicaps that you have to like swap out with your different characters like the goomba one tells you stats and uh, Coops, which was a Koopa uh, Trooper one, is you know he uses a shell when you attack, and and this one she uses wind. And she, like if you you can sit there and her ultimate attack blows the enemies right off the screen. So, but it won't do it on bosses, of course. But it'll do it on the standard ones, and they'll give you all the experience on there. She's got like uh, wispy hair and pearls and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, the whole bit, you have to find these pearls in there in the beginning to recruit her because she wouldn't come out without the pearls. But, I mean, it's really well done. Because um, I think so far out of all the Paper Mario's I've played, this is probably the one I've enjoyed the most really easily. I think the Origami one was probably 
be the next second one. And I did I play. You, I, you loved that one last year. Origami one with man, that ending was dark, man. You're when you be origami, that way that ending's dark, man. So, wow. Some of those characters didn't make it out in the end. Let's put it that way. But uh, it's dark, dark. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. So. And you're playing that on some classic Nintendo console like uh, GameCube or Wii? Absolutely. I'm playing it on, uh, I actually. Gabe Newell the, Cube? I took the, the, the dock that I cannot say where I acquired from and hooked up to said TV here. And I'm looking at it and I've been playing it through the TV. So, uh, with a GameCube controller and a place on it. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I did. I, the, the Steam Deck does when Nintendo don't. So. <laughs> and it plays Sonic Mania. <laughs> yep. And it and it plays Sonic. Uh, was it Lost Lost World? Is that what it is? That got a PC port. Mm-hmm. I played that one. It just doesn't wow. have the the Zelda DLC. That's exclusive. But right, to right. Nintendo, of course. But I've actually it, it's compatible with the deck. I played that on there too. So that was a decent Sonic, right? Wasn't that one fairly decently received? It was just the Wii U. Well, they had Boom at the same time, too. Rise of Lyric. Or something. Man, it's, that's the one that was supposedly built off that Sega Saturn-type build, where it was like that rotating 3D world that was yeah. similar to like Mario Galaxy-esque. Yeah. I played maybe like three or four levels, man. It, it's it's very Mario Galaxy-esque when you're running up to like using gravity to run up to the top of like see whatever the fuck these things are, lands or planets or whatever they call them on there. And there's so many different paths you can take to go in different directions, kind of like Galaxy. But it just... it. I, it just controls really poorly for me. So I, I don't think I got past the first couple levels until it got irritating. Uh, so, but yeah, that's neither here or there. But yeah, all right, Brand. Bring us no, home. No more 30 minutes of bullshit. Finish it up. So apparently yesterday there was some kind of uh, shadow update for PS Vita and PS3. Um, what? So, and all they did was remove the, uh, well, not all, but the main thing they did was remove the ability to create accounts on those platforms. Uh, The other thing you will notice, uh, if you try to log in on those platforms using your password, it will not work. Uh, What you wind up having to do is log in. Yeah, either two-factor or you can log into your account via your phone or um, web browser or something. Yeah. You go to your account settings and then uh, what is it? I think you go to security. Security. Um, and then once you're on security, you scroll past two-step verification and go to device setup password. Yeah. And it auto-generates. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it auto-generates a password that you can use on PS3, Vita. um, Only one time on that one console, and then you have to save it. Yeah. If you you happen to lose it, then you're going to have to reboot the password and do a new one. Yeah, so. I mean, it's weird because, I mean, I've been playing on my Vita for years and years, and I've never had to do that until this this latest update. Because as soon as... Did that mess with your alternate? Uh, well, <laughs> builds. I guess it doesn't matter because they've they've killed the Vita, uh, technically. Yeah. Even though Vita means life. Uh, I, I'm fine with your alternate builds. When when and that's the thing is I don't use alternate storefronts. There's homebrew and other things I've I've got on there, but I've I have never 
uh, pirated a game on that Vita. Uh, sir, alternate storefronts are not pirating. <laughs> it is a storefront that is an alternate method. I may have used uh, alternate storefronts to like forever ago to obtain different PSP titles. There we go. And through the uh, software modifications on the Vita, now being able to emulate PSP fully on that thing, I'm able to play games that were not available on the storefronts and things like that, like Crisis Core and... Yeah, so now you have the alternate storefront methods. But um, once you set up your uh, Henkaku or, you know... It's it, Hancock is the like the main one. You can actually spoof a uh, version. So all I did was change my spoofed version from three point seven three to three point seven four, and it acted like it was updated. So <laughs> <laughs> how great is that? So, uh, and but it, I mean, immediately when I went to try and like look at something in the store, it pulled up the login screen. So. But that's that's just something that I found out about today. Awesome. So that's awesome. That's good to know. Um, but really, uh, other than some pretty awesome games of of Halo with y'all on Monday, some not great ones on Saturday. Um, uh, played more Peace Walker, uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Uh, have not done any of the transferring yet. Transferring. Um. <laughs> That term, man, they were it was they time. were all over that for a couple of titles, and I bought into it, and I was like, sure, I did the cross-buy, I did transferring, I did all that stuff. I thought it was the future. Uh, it's good, man. Everything yeah. works, too. It can be easier than some, like, cross-platform save stuff where you get oh, weird easily. issues. Yeah. So... Uh, eventually, I mean, I'm, I've, I've still done a few more missions than I did last week. You wind up meeting um, this woman named Amanda, um, who is a part of a like resistance army. Um, resistance, pronounced properly. And after you meet her, uh, her little brother Chico gets taken by these like weird flying drone things. That character reappears in other games, right? The name sounds familiar. I think so. Yeah. So, um, after a little bit... Name like Chico. So she kind of goes after him. You have to go after her. You save her from the same flying things, but she gets injured in the process. Um, because these things try to, like, airlift them out of there. So she tells you to, to shoot it, and she falls and, like, breaks her leg. Uh, and now there's a medical uh, division on my mother base, so uh, that is definitely another annoying part of this game. I think the the, the Kojima resource management, different departments. Where KRM. You're, Kojima yeah. resource management KRM is that what you're calling it? <laughs> yeah, KRM on the mother KRM. base. That way, when you play that way, when you play Death Stranding, you're like, "Damn, this cram." <laughs> always something. Because I mean, it it was it was simple when it was just like you have a combat team and a uh, R and D. 
Uh, but then all of a sudden, yeah, you got to keep everybody happy and fed, right? Now you need a mess hall. Oh, uh, there's somebody injured. Now you need a medical bay. Uh, right, this is real life, man. People you, die. You got to save yeah. them. You got to assign people they to a medical bay. Oh, wait, this this guy's being hostile, so he's going to get locked in the brig for you know a couple days until he cools down. And <laughs> it's like, what the f- what is going on? And the the biggest thing is, um. You have to level up your equipment in this game, and that comes through uh, putting the right people in right places in those departments. So as you build those departments up, they level up, and they go, hey, we can uh, improve this weapon, or we can... uh, A whole other mechanic built into that. Yeah, we can can make this food, you know... Um, you know, we can improve these smoke grenades or, you know, whatever it is. So, but that's... The smoke grenades are now smokier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it... You know, you know the rules only chafe, man. Only toss to- to- out chafe grenades. Yeah. yeah. Plus 10 smoke. <laughs> so... Chafe that, was for electronics, right? Yeah, that's electronics. Mm-hmm. To me, that's... So, that, for the radar, remember? Jamming. The radar off. Yeah. And jamming cameras. That's Throw that out of, there, jam the cameras. Yeah, the cameras. <laughs> yeah. The cameras yeah. just sit there spinning. No radar, no radar, no radar. Yeah. Oh, God, um, Metal Gear. But that's what kind of slows this game down, because you wind up having to try and go back to some of older missions and, like, grind and, and get more. Um, Every time you say grind, I think of another series. <laughs> you're, but you're trying to, uh, you know, get more uh, recruits in order to build up certain things and whatnot. Um, that, that lended towards the handheld nature of that experience, right? Where you, yeah, you I guess would, you'd have your lunch break and it would give you 30 to 45 minutes to knock this, this bit out that you wanted to do. Same bullshit. They put on the uh, mobile games too. Like, yeah, management stuff. So, but like people eat up, you know, like, Oh, do this and save your farm. <laughs> you know, like you're giving out vegetables and shit. Yeah. I've been playing mafia. Yeah. Yeah. I've played a lot of Duolingo, man, and they they show me like the worst type of games, man. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sitting there like, there's one where like they're in a divorce court and the baby comes up to the father like father, and there's like then it's just the mother and the baby by themselves. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this game, and why do I have to watch it? And I'm like, what is it's like happening a, here? It's like a bad Phoenix, right? Uh, well, it's like they they got divorced and like now the kid and the mom are like on a farm and they're building beds. I'm like, what the fuck is happening, man? I'm like, dude, it, it's I, I was I almost sent you a video, Richard, over there. Amish, like, Amish Ace Attorney. It's it was like a manage combiner. It's some Kojima game, man. I don't know what it is. So I'm like, <laughs> but um, you wind up saving Chico. Um, there's some interesting fights in there where you can you fight like this armored vehicle. You fight a tank. Um, and you actually get um. I don't know how it comes into play later, but I mean, you can, you can choose to go gung ho and, you know, kill all the people and, and destroy the vehicle or you Sounds can, horrible when you say it like that, sir. Gung ho. You can kill all or, the people, not gung ho. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or you can go in there and methodically, like tactically take people out, tranquilize them, and then eventually tranquilize whoever is in the, like armored vehicle in the tank, they eventually like pop their head out of the top and you've got to carefully tranquilize them. Uh, and then you wind up 
taking that vehicle with you back to, to mother base uh, as I guess another resource. Um, but I haven't seen how that comes into play yet. Um, and that's it. I mean, I've, I've like I said, a handful of missions and those, uh, and those battles. Um, so yeah, just peace Walker and some, some halo shenanigans with y'all as had. Long live the Halo shenanigans. Where does it have to get to? Cesar, we played PUBG for like a year, but I know it was not as regularly as these Saturday night Halo sessions. How long? We how did, far well, do we have to we get into PUBG Halo? Every Sunday night, man. I remember how we had played that before we went. I went to work on Monday. Yeah, you did it. Remember, it's like me, you, Russell. Like every Sunday night, we were on there. It was the three of us. That's mm-hmm. true. And we just bitch about getting hit by the vehicles. The vehicles are gods here. <laughs> Well, the vehicles were too good. Remember, it was Mad Max. At Mad the Max, yeah, they're all just one. driving around and they're like great. And then they nerfed the vehicles where it wasn't as as crazy because you could get in a vehicle and couldn't be shot out of it. And then they made it to where you got shot in the vehicles like one hit kills. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I remember those couple times opposite. me and Russell were like, oh, we're, I'm out. I was like, hey, what happened? <laughs> we're just like, we're driving. You see the person crawling. <laughs> oh, good times. All right, guys, got anything else you want to add? Uh, that's it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you will catch us next week, and we promise to be slightly better than <laughs> this week. <laughs> Not like PTI. We'll try yeah. to do better next week. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know I watched PTI yeah. this afternoon? <laughs> I'll watch PTI every afternoon. So. I, do t- I love me some yeah, Wilbon so and Kornheiser. <laughs> we'll try to do better uh, the, next time. Yeah, we'll... we'll <laughs> This wasn't so great. Uh, tune in next week. Hopefully, we'll improve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I try to steal from the best, and Cesar calls me out. <laughs> he already knows. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us this week. We'll catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.